Um, no, I don't want to get into my personal life right now. I'm thinking best. You know, me and D'Angelo handle you know, the situation we have, you know, in a private manner, outside the media. I think it's something we really, really do need to sit down and talk about. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the NBA League Pass Podcast. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. We're broadcasting live from a city without an NBA team. We're broadcasting live from Newark, New Jersey. Now, this is the full court press of all things you need to know. NBA in 30 minutes or less. We got a lot of headlines. I missed my show last week, so we're going to start with what's beef. D'Angelo Russell versus Swaggy P. Now, the last uh, NBA League Pass podcast I did, I spoke on a uh, sexual harassment claim that some lady in Los Angeles fought against Swaggy P and D'Angelo Russell, which leads me to believe that they were spending a lot of time together when this new incident arose. Now, if you haven't heard already, actually everybody has heard this story. Now, D'Angelo Russell, he recorded Swaggy P on Snapchat about Swaggy P cheating on Iggy Azalea, the... Australian white girl rapper. It is what it is. I don't think anybody should be surprised that Swaggy P was cheating. This is the NBA. These players travel to city to city every single night, turn up, you know, meet beautiful women every single night. So, and it's Los Angeles. So, like, you can't really be surprised that this is happening. More of the surprise and blame, rather, should be placed on D'Angelo Russell. Why are you going to snitch on your teammate like that, D'Angelo Russell? Rookie? Come on, Rook. That's a rookie mistake right there if I ever seen one. D'Angelo Russell breaking all types of rules, guy code, NBA brotherhood laws, rookie laws. I feel like if he was a veteran, it would have been even worse. But the fact that he's a rookie is still bad because, you know... I'm not sure where they, who taught this kid the game and the ropes, but you don't just snitch on your homie and, and post it on social media, you know. Social media training 101, you know. I know the NBA Rookie Symposium every year, they do it for the rookies, incoming rookies. This is going to be 101. This is like the first slide on the PowerPoint of what not to do. D'Angelo Russell, congratulations, sir. You earned it. I don't really have much to say about this situation other than how the Lakers handled it. I uh, have an issue with that simply because on one end of the spectrum, D'Angelo Russell, he's your prize rookie, number two pick in the uh, NBA draft last year. So you want to get him as many reps and minutes as possible late in the season uh, because this season basically basically is a throwaway for the Lakers. You know, It doesn't mean much. It was Kobe's last year. And you want to get D'Angelo Russell out there and get him some minutes uh, so that he'll be ready for his sophomore campaign. But I do agree with Jeff Van Gundy, who stated during the uh, Thunder Rockets game last week, that the Lakers should have at least suspended Russell a few games just to let him know that this was not acceptable, you know. Clear his head, get his mind right, dock his pay a little bit, and this will probably never happen again, you know. And I feel like the way everything turned out for Russell and Swaggy P, they know not to even play on social media like that anymore. Rough week for the Lakers, man, and Swaggy P and D'Angelo Russell. Just a shame from all of them. I expect more out of everybody there. Okay, moving right along, you got to talk about Party Next Door and Kyrie Irving. 
you know, and uh, basically the story on that one is Kaylani. I never heard any of her music. I'm not sure why she's famous. She's famous for dating party next door. Then Kyrie semi-wifed her. You know what I mean? I guess semi-wife is like they're on Instagram together, whatever, you know, and then uh, she goes back to party next door, then tries to commit suicide because social media let her have it. None of this has to do with NBA other than the fact that Kyrie issued a statement saying that they weren't together anymore, and now the Cavaliers, slowly but quietly, are a lot more focused than they've ever been to make this last run happen. Because you know, if this last run doesn't happen, LeBron, he's got a player option. He's a free agent after this year. You never know where he might go. Will he go back to Miami? Will he resign with Cleveland? Will he go to the Knicks? Just throwing that out there. Shout out to the Knicks. But either way, you know, I think Kyrie Irving, after this whole Kyrie versus Kaylani situation, very, very focused. Kevin Love, he had a great game against the Pacers this week. He looks a little, he looks ready. You know what I mean? He got injured first round of the playoffs last year with a very dirty play by Kelly Olenek. I don't think the media really put uh, Kelly Olenek responsible for that Kevin Love shoulder injury that he suffered last year in uh, the playoffs. But that was a very dirty play by Kelly Olenek. He's on my dirty player watch this, this playoffs. So just watch out for Kelly Olenek. He might... Try to be out there banging bodies, separating shoulders, and stuff like that. Anyway, getting back to my point. My point is, the Cavs right now, they look a lot more focused. And I know uh, LeBron, who actually just passed uh, Dominique Wilkins for, I think, 12th or 11th all-time on the NBA scoring list, you know. He came out and said, okay, we're looking, we're looking more up to par. We're looking ready. I know the Cavs have been resting LeBron. LeBron shouldn't have to play another regular season game. He shouldn't. He, should be, he shouldn't have to play another game until the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, the Golden State Warriors, second team in NBA history to reach 70 wins, and they got it last night over the Spurs at their home in Oakland. So shout out to the Golden State Warriors making some history. They got three games left to make it happen. They got to go 3-0 for the record, 2-1 to tie. Uh, and then, yeah, that's really the end of the story. Playoffs start. They've clinched home field advantage throughout the entire playoffs, which is a very scary, scary sight for the rest of the NBA, considering the Golden State Warriors have possibly the best home field advantage in the NBA. Uh, the Spurs are, of course, in that conversation. They haven't lost yet this year at home. Um, but at the same time, the Golden State Warriors, they won it last year. They're the fitting champions. They're the number one seed. They had a better season than last year. They got the reigning MVP. Home foot advantage throughout the playoffs. So, NBA teams, you have been warned. Now, they have three games left. Uh, two against the Memphis Grizzlies. One against the Spurs. Uh, two of them are uh, away. One of those games against the Grizzlies is at home. So, let's see if we can make history. Uh, Golden State Warriors, they're on history watch right now. Can they do it? Can they be the best regular season team of all time? Um, and even if they don't get the record, I think that uh, definitely a season to remember for any team. I mean, in any, any any NBA season, you know. We'll be talking about this Golden State Warriors team for a very long time. And also, they have to win the championship. Let me just put that out there. 
The Golden State Warriors are clear favorites to win and repeat for the NBA championship. The Spurs have the best shot, probably at knocking them off. I know the Cavs are going to be waiting for them. Uh, if the Cavs make it out of the East and the Warriors make it out of the West. So, in the Thunder, you know, maybe the Thunder can uh, defeat the Spurs in the second round and uh, maybe take on the Warriors in uh, the Western Conference Finals. So, NBA playoffs, I know all you guys out there listening already, all the NBA fans out there are ready. I'm ready for the NBA playoffs. Bring it on. Now, speaking of Kevin Durant, I'll touch base on this really quickly. Uh, Kendrick Perkins, he came out and spoke to the media and said, uh, you know, him and KD are tight. You know, KD is looking at a few teams. He won't give those teams away. And uh, obviously, it depends on the Thunder success in the playoffs. You know, that's going to boil down everything. Uh, I know Stephen A. Smith, he came out this past week after the, the Rockets lost, after the Thunder lost to the Rockets and said, the Thunder's offense right now is too predictable. We've seen KD and Westbrook battle for like four years straight now. And it's just, you know, they should have never got rid of Harden in the first place, you know. And the Golden State Warriors have now emerged as just the top team in the West and in the NBA. So it's just not looking good for the Thunder. I doubt the Thunder can win a championship this year. And if they're not winning a championship this year, the writing is kind of on the wall for Kevin, for Kevin Durant. So... I won't speculate on which teams. We'll just have to see in the playoffs. Stay tuned to the NBA League Pass podcast. I'm going to be there talking about it throughout the NBA offseason and summer league. I got you guys holding it down from now on. NBA League Pass podcast, World Report Radio Series. Okay, next headline, Sam Hinkie. Such a terrible name, Sam Hinkie. You guys hired a guy to be NBA GM, and his name was Sam Hinkie. And you guys thought he would do a good job. 76ers, the GM, he steps down. Uh, Jerry Colangelo. Or is it Brian Colangelo? I think it's Jerry Colangelo. Yeah, Jerry Colangelo is going to take over, step in as a GM. He has a lengthy NBA history uh, in such dealings, you know, as a GM, whatever you want to call it. He's the president of USA Basketball. Now, Jerry Colangelo, you know, I think... I'm not sure what his accomplishments really are in the NBA, you know. He's never really had an NBA roster that has won a championship. He gets a lot of credit for rebuilding the US, Team USA. He gets a lot of credit for that. USA Basketball. And this really confuses me because USA Basketball is arguably the easiest team to build. How can you get credit for rebuilding Team USA? I know they lost one year to uh, uh, to Argentina. They got a bronze medal, and then after that, he stepped in, and after that, they haven't lost. But the point remains to me that Jerry Colangelo, for him to step in to rebuild Team USA, is not a very hard job. All you got to do is hire the right coach, get the right players, because you have the best talent in the world. It's not a hard job to build a great team out of NBA superstars. So I'm just pointing that out there. Just stating straight facts right there. Hopefully he can come in and do something with the 76ers. Because they have been abysmal under Sam Hinkie. So that's it for headlines right now, man. We're going to move on to the forum. Peace.
Mets fans in this sprawling metropolis have frequently been portrayed as blasé, even laid back, if you will. But one team has turned this all around. It is the pro basketball team that plays inside the Forum here in Inglewood, California. Okay, welcome to the Forum. First topic. Scotty Pippen, he's out here running his mouth again. He's an all-time great, so I guess... Uh, he has the right to run his mouth and just troll the media one time. But uh, Scottie Pippen, he's saying that the Bulls, 96 Bulls, would sweep the Warriors. And he would hold Steph Curry under 20 points. Now, I'm not really going to discuss Bulls versus Warriors. Everybody wants to know Bulls versus Warriors, Bulls versus Warriors. But more about the comments and Scottie Pippen and why he's trolling the media. This is my take on this. Because this was the same Scottie Pippen. That said LeBron James was better than Michael Jordan, his teammate. So how can you say LeBron is better than Jordan when you play with Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and then come out this year and say, but the Bulls would sweep the Warriors, who's the best team since we've seen since the Bulls. Scottie Pippen, stop trolling, man. It's been noted, man. Just stop trolling the media. Stop trolling the folks out there, man. You had a great career, man. Just let it rock. You mean let the Warriors get their shine on? I know he was asked a question, so you know he's got to answer it. Answer it. He was also asked which Scotty is better, the Afro Scotty or the the fade Scotty? Uh, Scotty Pippen went with the Afro Scotty. Just interesting take right there. Next topic: Who's the worst GM in the NBA? Now. Of course, the worst GM just got fired. He just stepped down. Sam Hinkie. We already discussed that. He's been terrible as a GM. Traded away all their good assets. Because Philadelphia was a playoff team. They weren't any any uh, close to making the uh, finals or anything like that. But they had some good pieces. They had Andre Iguodala. They had uh, Drew Holiday. They had some good pieces, you know. They gave all of that away, kind of, to make room for tanking. And just getting high draft picks. And their high draft picks, they haven't turned any of them into guard picks. So, like, what, what are the Sixers doing? You know, he, he, he drafted uh, Nerlens Noel, Joel Embiid, Angelo Okafor. Those are your three years that you just basically not wasted picks on because they're talented players. Uh, Joel Embiid has yet to play NBA games. So, that's a dub. That's basically a bust. Um... But Sam Hinkie, he's been terrible. I want to see what I, everybody else is talking about on this forum. Billy King, my main man, Billy King from the Nets. He was fired uh, mid-season, but before he was fired, he was pretty much abysmal as a NBA GM. It's always interesting, you know, how these NBA GMs actually come and uh, arise to their jobs, you know, because sometimes, you know, casual fans have a better way of in their head, at least, you know, hypothetically, rebuilding the NBA roster than the actual NBA GM can. And it's just interesting, you know, where they find these guys that make these moves, you know. Because Billy King, you know, he sticks out to me because he traded the number five pick in the NBA draft for Gerald Wallace, who was way past his prime at this point, uh, to Portland. Uh, from Portland, rather, in... Uh, Portland, that pick turned out to be Damian Lillard, 
aka the next offensive superstar in the NBA, aka the future scoring champion in the NBA, Damian Lillard. So like, Billy King, what were you thinking with that deal? You know, because if I'm an NBA GM, just looking at that deal, right, in a nutshell, uh, some people will argue, well, he wanted to keep Darren Williams and Joe, uh, Joe Johnson happy. Whatever, man. I don't really care about those two players. Do what's best for your franchise and your franchise only. Don't do stuff for the players because the players are the players. You know, they have their agents and it will come back and haunt you. Now, just to go back to this deal in a nutshell, if 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 a team reached out to me and said, look, I'll give you Gerald Wallace for the number five pick in the draft if you guys, if Damian Lillard falls to you guys and he's available, right? Well, for one, that would make me feel that, well, why does this team want Damian Lillard? Let me take a closer look at Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? Like, it's a clear giveaway that Portland is on to something, and they think that this guy is going to be a very talented prospect. Now, at the time, you got Darren Williams already on the roster, but Darren Williams was not the Utah Jazz Darren Williams in any season he was with the Nets. You know, he had a pretty respectable couple years with the Nets, and so did Joe Johnson. You know, they had some success, uh, but it wasn't even close to what the old Darren Williams from the Utah Jazz in his prime that we were accustomed to seeing before he got there. So, like, that's not an excuse not to draft a point guard. Always draft the best available prospect. Uh, I know... You can argue that I'm kind of backtracking on that's kind of what Sam Hinkie did. Not really, you know. I think Sam Hinkie could have went a number of ways with his draft picks. He didn't have to draft three big guys back to back to back with the league going so much in a guard-based offense in the future. You know, he didn't have to do that. Um, but Billy King, yeah, that, that, that move always sticked out to me. Why would you trade Gerald Wallace for Damian Lillard? It makes no sense to me. Okay, some of the other GMs. Let's talk about the Suns GM. What's this guy's name? Ryan McDonough from the Suns. They're saying this guy's a terrible GM. He traded Isaiah Thomas, who right now is having a career year with the Boston Celtics. Probably the most improved player of the year. Um, he traded Marcus Morris, the twin of Markeith Morris. You can't... First of all, this this what this, uh, really confused me about this move, right? Why would you trade for one of the twin brothers to play for the Suns with his brother? That way they could play together, you know what I mean? Just to break up that band of brotherhood, you know? Because if you know the Morris twins, one thing that sticks out to me about the Morris twins are they're identical twins and they have the same tattoos, which is very weird and odd, but for me, I would say it's weird and odd for me, but for them, it's quite normal you know because they're twin brothers they have the right to do that if they want to do that you know they can mirror each other all they want to you know what i mean i have no problem with it um he paid he went out and paid a guy like tyson chandler which is a move that i don't really dislike because tyson chandler is a is a really good player even at this stage in his career i love to have tyson chandler on my team um and then they're saying that the suns they kind of took like three steps back just to move forward and yeah, just the Suns, they've been a mess. They've been a mess, but they do have Devin Booker, you know, so 
hey, the sky is up for them. The sky is the limit for them. As long as they have Devin Booker on their roster, if they look to add another uh, solid piece this year, you know, I have no problem with that. You got Bledsoe, you got Dave, uh, Devin Booker. Uh, the draft is coming up, so I don't really think he's one of the worst GMs. Uh, Dell Dimps is another name that's being thrown around on this forum uh, from the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, yeah, he's pretty bad. I would say Dell Dimps is pretty bad. Dell Dimps is bad simply because he fired Monty Williams after he made the playoffs, uh, which is weird just to hire Alvin Gentry, which has been a total disaster, you know, and what now happens to Alvin Gentry, you know, his, is is his job safe? Even is, is Dell Dimps' job safe, you know? Only thing that's going to save Dell Dimps right now in uh, his GM career is going to be a number one pick in the draft this year. You know, hopefully they can get a uh, Ben Simmons thon maker. And let's talk a little bit NBA drive right now. Uh, thon maker, he's still kind of a high school prospect. Some of the, he's international though, so some of the loopholes may get him in the draft this year. If he's in the draft this year, watch out. This guy's going to be a, he's going to be a problem. All right, thon maker, physical seven footer, plays kind of like KG. Mixed with DeAndre Jordan. All right. I'm just pointing that out there. Thought maker for the NBA draft. Uh, definitely a prospect that I like. Nice shot. <laughs> Let's see what you can do now. Let's go, man. Don't smile, kid. How much you want? Ah! All day. Oh, gotta stay down on me. I got that. You got what? That's a youngster for you. <laughs> Just when you thought it was safe to come outside. Bet you won't score again. I won't score again? How you like that rainbow? We're not done. Excuse me. Had enough? <laughs> well, look here. Sucker. You reach, I teach. We see. Lesson just started. Come on. That's ugly. Could have done. You should have done. Hey, Mike. What? what? Who's got next? Get your young blood out there. Okay, we're going to round out today's episode with some NBA season awards. I'm going to start first with first team All-NBA. I know I'm going to get a few people mad at this, but if you really assess the game the way that I do, you know. You can't really hate on my first team All-NBA. I'm going with Steph Curry, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Kevin Durant, LeBron James. That's my five for first team All NBA. No center prospects. All right, and that's not a diss to Anthony Davis, DeMarcus Cousins, DeAndre Jordan, Andre Drummond. Some great center play and big man play this year, but I'm gonna I'm I'm just formulate my first team All NBA off of what Jalen Rose is talking about a, a positionless. NBA where the fact that it doesn't really matter what position you play for first seat all NBA all only thing that should matter is if you're 
if you deserve to be first team all NBA. Now, a guy like DeMarcus Cousins, I feel like he does deserve to be first team all NBA if you had to pick a center. But we shouldn't base that on like we shouldn't base that on removing a guy like James Harden or removing a guy like LeBron James or removing a guy like Kevin Durant because they are a little bit more worthy this year of being first team on NBA. Now, second team on NBA, I would throw DeMarcus Cousins on second team on NBA. I would go with my second team on NBA. Here's, here goes nothing. I'm going to go with Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, DeMarcus Cousins. Who's my four man? Who's my four man, guys? I'm either go with uh, you can either go you can go with a lot of players to fill out that last spot on that second team on NBA. See the Draymond Green, Anthony Davis, LaMarcus Aldridge. Who you guys got? I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Draymond Green, second team All NBA. So just to recap, first team I got Steph, Russ, KD, LeBron. James Hart. Second team All NBA. I got Damian Lillard, Clay Thompson, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, Demarcus Cousins. Third team All NBA. It's the last All NBA team that's out there, guys. I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis as my five. Chris Paul as my point. Who's my three man in in, in uh, second guard? Let's think about this here. It's off the top of the dome. Actually, I'm taking that pick back. Let's backtrack really quickly. I know I said I wanted Draymond Green at that four slot on second team All-NBA. I'm removing Draymond to the third team, and I'm promoting Paul George. How could I forget Paul George? I'm sorry about that, PG-13. So, yeah, PG-13 is going to make that second team All-NBA, in my opinion. And I'm going to move Draymond Green back to the third team. Third team. Let's just recap real quick. Chris Paul. Anthony Davis, Draymond Green. That's all I got right now. I'm going to round out that roster with Andre Drummond, who leads the league in uh, double-doubles. And the last spot on All-NBA goes to DeMar DeRozan from Toronto Raptors. Uh, he's had a great season. He's actually second in the league in uh, free throws made and attempted. So... DeMar DeRozan, third team NBA, congrats. MVP is obvious. Steph Curry. Uh, if I will have to go second place, I already spoke about this in my last show. Second place MVP is going to be Russ. After that, LeBron. Okay, defensive player of the year. Neck and neck. Between three candidates. Kawhi Leonard. Draymond Green. And Hassan Whiteside Those are my top three picks For defensive player of the year If I had to go with one of them I'd give it to Draymond Simply because he didn't get it last year And Kawhi Leonard got it last year Alright and that's a good segue Into first team all defense I already named three guys on the first team All defensive roster uh, Now I just need two guards My two guards are going to be Jimmy Butler From the Chicago Bulls And Tony Allen from the Memphis Grizzlies. So just to recap again, first team all defense, Tony Allen, 
Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Draymond Green, Hassan Whiteside. Most improved player of the year goes to, I got two guys in contention, Kimball Walker, Isaiah Thomas. And I think Isaiah Thomas edges out Kimball Walker in this category simply because he made an all-star team this year. Nobody expected Isaiah Thomas to make an all-star team. Okay. Uh, rookie of the year. It's easy choice. Carl Anthony Towns. Dude's been a monster all year long. He's played damn near every game. I got to go with Carl Anthony Towns, the number one pick for rookie of the year. Which brings me to first team, all rookie. Uh, I know a few established guys, which are easy choices. Devin Booker. Got to talk about Devin Booker, Carl Anthony Towns, Kristaps Porzingis. I think rounding out the first team all rookie has to be D'Angelo Russell and Emmanuel Moutier from the Nuggets. Sixth man of the year, I'm going to give that to Sean Livingston from the Golden State Warriors. He's always taking it up to another notch when the Warriors need that little extra push off the bench. So I like Sean Livingston this year for sixth man of the year. Easy choice in my opinion. I think that's all we got time for today. This is the NBA League Pass Podcast. Signing out. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams. I'm broadcasting live from York, New Jersey. This is the NBA League Pass Podcast. Full core press of everything you need to know. NBA, 30 minutes or less. Follow my Twitter handle, War Report Radio, straight through. Follow my Instagram page, War underscore Report underscore Radio. Alright, be on the lookout for War Report Radio series on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. So shout out to you guys for listening too, man. I'm signing out. Peace.